0: Hi there, and welcome to Market Sense Eye on the Prairie's podcast. Today on our show, we have Kane Ireland and uh, Kaylee Franklin from our Vermillion location, uh, our two advisors from our Vermillion location. And uh, today we're going to get into a bunch of different topics, uh, a little bit about how an advisory business is structured uh, and the team-based approach. And then we're going to talk some uh, specifics around strategies for 2020 and even into 2021. Uh, so, uh, in just one moment, we'll have them on. Hi Kaylee. Hi Kane. How are you guys doing today?
1: Doing well, Brian. How are you
0: doing? great. Doing great. The, the okay. weather's finally getting warm, but it still isn't raining here. And, uh, from what I understand, it's not really raining in your area either, Not but, at all. but but it's not that far west until they, they did get some rain a little farther west along the uh, uh, 16 Trans-Canada there, didn't they?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, for, for sure. King and I were just talking about an old saying and he brought it up the same time I heard it that evening and he said, uh, what is it, uh, seed into dust, grains will bust. And I was like, isn't that funny how <laughs> people cling to things like that in the time that we need moisture?
0: Well, hopefully that's true. It, it, yeah, and because uh, we are getting some good pricing opportunities, and so if we can price ahead of the game and and uh, and hopefully get big yields, then it'll be a good year again. Um, so you know what, I'll, I'll do a little bit of an intro because I won't uh, assume that everybody knows uh, who you are. So, Kane, C- you might have to correct me here, but uh, you're definitely one of our long longest serving advisors. are Are you at the top of that food chain already, or how are, are you our most senior senior advisor?
1: no i'm not um uh, june 1st 2013 is the start date in advisory for me and was with cargill three years previous to that but there's definitely top of my head who a short list above me but maybe three i can at least yeah there's probably at least three that have been doing it longer than me that are currently with cargill
0: right on and uh uh tell us a little bit about yourself what uh, what led you to this
1: um so did the account rep role for three years with cargill and during that time uh i was learning about the advisory role and uh it definitely intrigued me a lot and at some point i just made up my mind that uh that's the direction i wanted to go in and uh knew i was kind of gonna get the role for about a year so i was preparing for the role um i pretty excited to do that and then started june 1st and uh Obviously, I'm really happy with the uh, decision I made, and and here we are, almost what eight, nine years later.
0: Right on. And Kaylee, you just uh, started with us not too, not too long ago.
2: Yeah, in uh, August of 2020. Uh, so I started on the advisory team. I was thrown into the fire right away with Kane. Um, I guess he essentially headhunted me or um, suggested that I I join Cargill. Um, so yeah, after attending, or I, I, um, have owned my own business for many years prior to that, but then went uh, more into the egg sector and was more beef related, um, in that spot. But, um, the grain side always always intrigued me how um, all commodities affect each other. Um so as a um beef producer, we look at the Canadian dollar a lot. We do look at the, you know, the feed grains and things like that. But um to see it as a whole picture is it was really intriguing to me. So um I went back to school and um for egg business and then yeah, new cane kind of uh, um personally through a mutual friend. Um and uh he said you should join the Cargill team. So I didn't know what I was getting into then. I fully am aware now what I've gotten into. I <laughs> um, uh, call it the baptism of fire, but uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It's 8 months already, which seems ridiculous. Um but yeah, I'm excited for uh, what the next few years will bring.
0: Right on. You know what? I I'm uh, this is out of out of the norm, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to plug your side hustle because you do some amazing western uh, and western lifestyle photography. Uh, so uh, for for those who are interested, wh- where can they check out your work?
2: Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, so my side hustle is called Her Story Western Lifestyle Photography. So Facebook, Instagram, anything social media wise. Um, yeah. If you uh, are on the Market Sense team, I actually offered a guy I said you get that canola sold at the top of the market, and I'll come take your picture with your check, and he thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yeah, no, I've been doing that for about uh, five, six years. I um, own my own company as a event um, manager, and uh, then trans um, kind of translated into photography and did that for a couple of years, and then and then really got into this um, this end of the work. So yeah, I love doing it. I come from a cultural background. Um, I really enjoy telling a story of what we've gone through in the past, um, as people in agriculture and, uh, what it looks like today. So, yeah, so you can check it out on, like I said, Facebook or Instagram at her story and yeah, see what you think of it.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kaylee. Um, so the, the, kind of the theme for today's podcast, I think is, uh, will be what can your Cargill advisory team do for you? And I think that, uh, you know, we've in previous podcasts, we've talked a lot about some specific market, uh, situations and some specific contracts and things like that. But we really haven't dove into a, a lot of what uh, our advisors do and the benefits that they offer. So we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. Um, but maybe we'll start off with some some factual data. Uh, Kane. like uh, how many clients do you and Kaylee uh, manage?
1: As of right now, um, I think we have 50 clients currently that we're managing right now.
0: Okay. Do you know about how many acres that would represent?
1: The average acre size in our area, I'd like to think is around that four thousand. You know, easy math, and you're probably two hundred thousand acres mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Never actually did the data, but probably something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty big book. You 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 have probably the most number of clients uh, out of any of our teams in Canada. Um. How has how has your business changed over the last uh, few years to to be able to,
1: to add to your business that way? The main, when we went team-based a few years ago, when we brought in that second advisor, or if you went to a three-man team, or uh, but essentially bringing in another advisor, I think that's where we were able to grow the business. And then you kind of got to figure out a number, that you can manage, where every single client you work with, you feel is getting um, the time, um, the, the you have time to service each each client uh, the same way you would. So there's a p- threshold, and once you reach it, you kind of just say, "Okay, that's it." Um, but that's probably the biggest change was growing from a 30 client base to a 50, from going single to team based, and then learning how to manage that portfolio. Um, and once you figure out what your capabilities are without dropping the service, I think you say, that's the number. <laughs> and then you you, you kind of go from there. And then Kaylee's transition would be August. So Kaylee, I don't know if you, I mean, you were, didn't work with me before, but I think we had a system in place and then you, um, you, you looked at that system and I think you've added um, some, uh, unless they, we didn't reinvent the wheel, I think we just looked at some deficiencies or things that we could have made better. And I think it's the system is continuing, continuing, continuing to improve here. You want
2: to add absolutely. that, that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always been a true believer in um don't recreate the wheel. It was created for a reason. Let's just figure out how, how to make it spin faster or slower or whatever works for our business. So coming into a well-oiled machine was fantastic. Like I said, I didn't really understand the, the logistics of how many clients he has. And I I remember phoning him like week one, and I said, Do you realize how many clients you have, Kane Ireland? And he laughed. <laughs> Um, So yeah, and Kane was gracious in allowing me to jump both feet in, Um, whether it was scheduling or talking to clients, he really pushed for me to get in front of everybody. Um, I believe with whatever business you do, whether you're a waitress, um, work at a gas station, advise people on grain markets, um, a personal connection is huge. And that was one thing I really found with um, Kane and his clients is that he had a personal connection. And so it was easy for me to transition and pick up on that. and really connect with farmers on that basis. Uh, I think that's where you gain trust and retention. Um, it amazed me that Kane maybe didn't grow up on a farm, but he connected with these farmers like he had been on a farm all his life. Um, so I just really stepped into that role and and cultivated that and um, helped grow that and support him as I started to learn as well.
0: Right on, Kaylee. Maybe I'll I'll throw this question over to you too. But how how do you guys uh, divide your 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 tasks and your meetings up now. I'll, I'll ask. Uh, I'll, I'll give you both parts of the question for uh, first, and then you can. How do you do it now? And then, what is your desired state going forward? Uh, as far as you know, what are you noticing as far as shifts in in what farmers are looking for, or even just you know as as you as you morph into uh, you know more uncertain market conditions and things like that? What do you what? So let's let's hear. A, a, Uh, what it looks like now and what you what your desired state would look like
2: absolutely so um now and and when i first started it's starting to ease off a little bit more i heavily relied on kane for his marketing experience um i truly believe that you have people on a team um, that are good at things. We can all be good at the same thing, but um, finding your lane and staying in it is a good idea. And that's what makes a team flow so well. So I heavily relied on the fact that um, Kane's experience in the company, whether it be um, grain buying, grain selling, all of that, I relied on that. So I let him take the lead and I jumped in where I could, whether that be, um, you know, managing contracts or looking up numbers. Um, and I've learned so much just by listening uh, to meeting after meeting. And we've seen probably in the past couple of months, I would say that transition to where clients now feel um, confident to phone me instead of phone me just to get to Kane. Um, I can answer those questions confidently, um, whether it be about marketing, what we're seeing in the, um, in the present and, uh, what we're looking for in the future, um, what their strategies were on farms. So we're starting to transition more into that clients really feel reliant, but you can't push somebody, um, to like you or, or, uh, trust you right away. So we've had to build that trust and we're definitely seeing that transition over. So right now, my main, um, I guess My main role is um, helping follow through if somebody wants to execute on a strategy that we've planned about in meetings. uh, letting clients know that if I can't answer the question, I'm going to get cane on it right away. Uh, so yeah, and and a little bit of a, like, I'd hate to say it, a min work, but there is with our jobs, we're man- we're looking at their Cargill egg, we're looking at their Farmax, we're entering outside Cargill sales. So I try to pick up those pieces because I truly believe that cane needs to be the forefront of answering those those big questions for right now. So and then moving on, um, eventually I will become more knowledgeable in um, how to uh, plan in meetings and um, give execution or I guess implement executions with clients when they're ready to do so. So so slowly transition to more into like maybe a hybrid role.
1: Yeah, and then in terms of desired state, just to add on to what Kaylee's saying, like you know, I've been doing this for quite a while, so the, some of these market environments I've been through before and that helps. So experience goes a long way. Um, So, you know, be, her being eight months or nine months and me being, what, eight years, just over eight years. Um, for now, that's kind of how it's working. You know, maybe I just have no, more experience at this point, uh, but her development's coming along really well. And then what we're looking at in terms of desired state is not so much to um, I think we're pretty happy on how we're delivering the service, but there's some, I think we're looking at the idea that more supports needed. Um, and I know there's internal conversations about that within the company. And I know that's conversations that we've had, but I just think as we grow the business, the tools we provide, the strategies we can do, the way the markets move, uh, there is a main work you know, within it as well. So I think that the desired state is to grow the team and uh, have more support as we go forward. And I think that that can just enhance the service set because the idea that we have of where we want to get to, I think we're doing pretty good, but to be critical of our own selves, I still don't feel as the Vermilion team is where it's it's not there yet. I like where it's headed and I'm uh, pretty picky and I do think we're on the right track. We added a team member. Uh, marketing specialist right now. I'm pretty excited about that. That's Lori Mahovic. I'm happy to have her join us right now see what that looks like. We have some ideas, some things we're working on. So I think we're getting there and we're just really, really excited for this upcoming year to see uh, where we can elevate the service to.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a good point. <clears throat> you know, you, you and I were talking uh, probably a few months back and you were mentioning that there are there are things that you could have been doing if you would have had more more people on the team. And I think that's one of the reasons we added. We added somebody to your to your team going forward. So if if you're looking about specifics and I guess, you know, if we're we're looking at 2020 or this 2020 2021 year uh, in in hindsight, even though we're still in it, I guess. But um, what are some of the things that you would like to add to be able to to uh, to add to your to your business to expand the uh, the offering that you're giving to your clients?
2: I think Kane and I both agree on um, being super efficient and having a process. Of how steps are made. Um, Laurie and I were talking about this the other day. She's like, I'm a, I'm a um, process person. You know, this is how we do a task, and we've laid it all out, and this is what happens. So there, no steps are missed, and it just makes it so much more efficient for our clients when they phone in, or whether we're in a meeting. Kane's on the road talking to them, and Laurie and I are back at the office, and things are happening quickly, real time, and we're not. There's no lag time for our clients. So I think that's a a huge part of what we want to do is adding the efficiency with the extra support that we've received.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that because as you go through the years, you can see some things. So, you know, if that was in place, maybe that could have been handled better or quicker or or more efficiently. And then you just, again, not reinventing anything, just looking at it and just tweaking it and say, and then the cool thing with Lori coming in, she has a cargo background as well. Um, she's going to bring things to the team that I currently don't even I didn't even either have access to it or I didn't quite understand because her world was different than mine, and uh, I think that's where I'm going to learn something from that as well. So I can see it automatically the way this is going to go. I can just see um, how we're going to enhance it. And, and again, just where we think it needs to be. I, I can see um, things that she's going to bring to the table to help us get there.
0: Perfect. Um, you know, this year was was a really interesting and challenging year in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, not only from the production, but you know, the, the marketing was really quite unpredictable, and and a lot of what's happening in the markets was really quite unpredictable. Um, what would you say uh, has been happening? You know, for lack of a better term, emotionally, inside of your client base, and and uh, yeah, like. Let's just start there. what What kind of emotional uh, s- swings or even you know what kind of things have you been seeing this year specifically in that in that regard?
1: Yeah, so I think the emotions that you would see would be reactionary and regret. I think that would be the highlight. Um, in great marketing, especially if you're positioning solutions strategies, I think the key is to get the emotion out of it. and uh, but it's always going to be there, right? You have to manage it um so as advisors especially my goal as an advisor is to really really help with that the emotion because i don't like when emotions make decisions uh even in your personal life (laughs) sometimes you make a rash decision and you regret it uh, because you were feeling a certain way and you reacted to it so i think that would be the main two this year and and that was mostly due to the volatility in the canola market um red springs volatile volatile now Um, but for the most part this year it was you know steady and I think if we look back, um, you know, we saw some major flushes in the canola market. We would see a $50 flush, and then quickly crash, uh, and gain back to 50, and then go up 50. And everyone's going, "Well, boy, what, what what happened there?" And I can still remember in January, and I think I'll, I'll always remember this: an email came out from the merchant on um, the crush plant in Camrose and said uh, that was our first flush, right? Canola was doing super well. Everyone was. Uh, really really good at marketing canola i remember telling guys that it's like we're all really good at marketing canola today we're just awesome it's just going up every day it's sweet and uh you know just trying to be careful because at some point it's gonna swing and it swung in january no one saw it coming and uh the crushed plant email comes out and said we have about forty thousand tons of canola today from farmers and uh, there wasn't a premium and uh we're very fortunate for the business but it's interesting to see how uh there was a reaction you know and it was okay if the market's going to flush how am i reacting to it and i think farmers at that point that was the first major shot fired and dent in the armor and all of a sudden there was a a big sale made i mean very profitable sale uh, and then the market quickly regained and then we kept saying to guys after that okay we got to manage that because that could easily happen again and i think monday this past monday might have been the fifth canola flush in five months, and uh, probably more to come. So I think that's been the biggest challenges here. Is that you want to learn uh, from anything that you experience? What could you do better going forward? I think we're going to be in a volatile market next year, uh, the way things are. And could we take some learnings from this year and apply it to next year? And maybe we could uh, manage some of those emotions a little bit better.
0: Mm-hmm. Kaylee, you. Uh You mentioned that uh, process was important. What kinds of processes are you guys putting in place for your your clients that, that help manage this volatility?
2: absolutely so uh, plan b <laughs> like if that's the first one always have a plan b what's you, you want to enter but what's your exit strategy um you know this year it's so exciting for farmers um to get in with focal points or calls and and they see the gains um but it giveth and taketh away <laughs> really quickly and so um, how do we react with that i was saying to kane uh, a big one is education before reaction um so if they're educated then they know how to react in those situations yes uh, a loss is always a loss and it's hard to deal with uh, but how do we come back out of that um, what's best for their farms so being the first people on the scene of the crime or the incident <laughs> seems to be a, a common factor with us. We get the phone call right away, which is, is great. Um, clients are reaching out in between monthly meetings. Uh, but we always say, okay, remember the, the planning we did in the meeting? Those monthly meetings are crucial for the planning. Very often, uh, not very often do we execute those plans in a meeting but um throughout that month in between so so having that plan b regardless of what it is and what works for the farm and individual plans um has been a huge factor in this
0: Mm -hmm. um so you know if i'm looking forward now we know what this year is volatility gave us and 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 we've you know you've talked through some of the processes you use Uh, what um what kinds of things are your are your clients doing now to prepare for next year? Uh, you know, in the face of potential, you know, potential drought and record high prices now. So
1: because you clearly and I thought about that. Um, we were actually having that discussion uh, just the other day about next year because we are. you You nailed it. I mean, <laughs> the markets, the way they're acting right now. I mean, we always say, well, they're, you know, volatile markets so is like a roller coaster, but this is a little extreme, right? You're limit up, you're limit down. Um, they seem like all the green markets are really coordinated to now. Um, you know, the band Green Day, I like Green Day, because even in marketing, I like Green Day, uh, and today's Red Day. Uh, a lot of Christmas colors going on right now, and uh, we're seeing major swings, and that's creating more emotion. And, you know, as advisors, we want to manage that. We want to manage our own biases, our own emotions as well. So when you're looking ahead to next year, um, I think the opportunity, so with risk is opportunity. And, you know, I think what they're really looking at is high revenue, potential for high revenue on farm. Years, uh, we haven't seen this in years, uh, 2012, 2013 would be the last major move like this. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, it's May 13th. So what do we do to manage risk for Fortunately, and I'll just say this: one of our clients called today, and I'll use his words, um, not mine. And he said he was talking to some colleagues and some friends, and they said, "How are you managing this?" And he's like, "You got to work with Cargill." He's like, "Tools. We have a plan. We we do this. We execute on that." And he was just happy about you know where he's sitting here today. And he ran by a strategy with me today, and we talked about a risk management um strategy to go along with it um because we have to manage it all summer long because there's so many unknowns production seeded acres weather uh world of, macros i mean there's so many things um to do and on may 13th you're looking at these really really high prices but it's a long ways to the bin and uh how do we do it so i guess the benefit is using tools for next year being prepared to know that a risk management strategy probably makes a lot of sense in gray markets like this for a lot of reasons and the benefit of being prepared for next year is that okay we've lots of education on the tools kaylee talks about this you know the meetings are about planning education learning uh getting ready because at some point you're going to execute them on, on what you're trying to accomplish on your farm um communication lots of communication and i always urge guys uh a five minute phone call uh, if you if you have something on your mind, just give us a call. Maybe five minutes could help you out figure that one out. And then at the same time, as we're planning for next year, you know, and we we want really to maximize on that revenue potential. And I think that comes down to the individual conversation. And Kaylee and I actually had this conversation this morning. And I said, you know, it might be time where we just pick up the phone and let's have some real conversations about the potential for next year, where we sit here today because this market could crash tomorrow, it could be done June 1st, it could roll over June, July 15th. We don't know and there's no way to know. Um, so what are the expectations that a, a client or a customer would, get, would want in a market like this? What are they trying to accomplish? What strategy, what tools would work um, to meet that need and uh, maybe go have a real conversation to go start figuring this out? Because the worst thing we can do is sit here June 21st and go, crap missed it because if we miss this one uh that's not good because the potential is there today but it doesn't mean it's going to stay there and i think that's what we're prepping for is how to manage
2: it yeah that's like 100 percent right i told a client the other day to kane's point too i said crystal balls are really back ordered on amazon but i hear advisors are out there for the taking <laughs> so let's put an advisor on your farm <laughs> Um, and and make sure that you are prepared for what's coming up. Um, so many people that I talk to that aren't on an advisory program are like, "Yeah, do you hear the, what the canola markets are doing?" But I said, "But do you realize those can go away tomorrow?" So so then what are you gonna do? This is not here for for a long time potentially. So let's um, create a strategy that works for you on your farm. So and yeah, and then and working on that revenue. what 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 does your farm need? Um, what's your your dollar amount in mind? and how are we gonna achieve that?
0: All right, that is uh, excellent, excellent advice. and thank you guys for uh, joining me today. Uh, that's all the questions I had for for you guys. So um, yeah, great. Great uh, half hour or so to spend, and um, I'll let you guys uh, get back to your day.
1: Thank you very much, Brian. Thanks, Thanks for you your you podcast. <laughs>
0: Have care. a good day, everybody.